0: Hey, y'all. It's Monica.
1: I recently visited Stephen Ignoramus once again, and I thought you might enjoy some of the highlights of our conversation, including the protocol that I learned during COVID about if someone you love feels like they have to get the vaccine, maybe what you can do to help them through that, like physically, And then also has a a real hot sports opinion, as they say, what I think is the meta meta big picture on what's happening in the Middle East right now. Uh, But there was lots of interesting stuff we talked about from philosophy to current events. So I hope you enjoy this little highlight reel. And if you want to hear the entire show, I'll put a link directly to this show on his channel in the show notes.
2: folks we have monica perez coming on the show um at monica perez show on twitter she hosts the deep dive the deep dive i have the deep dives with monica perez she's been on the show a couple times back in 2020 and i believe 2022 maybe uh late 2021 we're gonna talk about some stuff talk about her work maybe some conspiracies so let's get her on in the room hello
1: hello how are
2: you monica how's it going
1: Fine, thank you. Yeah, What's yeah. going on with you? Every time I talk to you, you've undergone an evolution of some kind or another. Yeah, yeah, I
2: don't know. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, I don't know what my latest evolution is, but it might come out in today's in today's show or whatever. But I've actually been about the same for okay. since about January sixth. You know, January sixth was the yes, big, yes, big yes. Oh, so that's right.
1: You had trouble.
2: Yeah, I did three weekends in jail this year. Yeah. can
1: you please explain this to me because my understanding of the whole January 6th thing is that absolutely nothing happened a mm. good friend of mine was there she saw some people like climbing up a scaffolding yep. near Alex Jones and that looked weird and then some yep. guy ran out and said someone's been shot and she said I don't believe you she mm. thought he was completely faking it yep. the doors were open she was there with a the rights to life crowd and she took pictures of taking like a uh, Jesus she had a big crucifix with her into the Capitol she's like like, I have pictures every minute of the entire time. And I just don't understand how people are going to jail. And I did crack the code on something, which is the reason that they literally doxed every single person or went to everyone's house who they saw a picture on Facebook was to make sure that no videos went up. So she gave me like hours worth of videos. She said, you can post it. And I didn't because I didn't want to get people in trouble. Mm. And that's why you don't have any counter narrative out there. But okay, Mm. so now you're good.
2: Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, the, the, I've told the story a bunch of times, I and mean, like, Sorry. The, no, that's okay, no problem okay. at all. I just, I, you know, if it sounds scripted, what I'm about to say, it's only yeah, because yeah, I've yeah, like yeah. said it a lot. But I mean, yeah. I just think that it's you're dealing with an event, uh, a world historical event, where there were anywhere between you know 200 thousand and half a million people by the Capitol, maybe more than that in DC at the time. And I do think, so, I, I do, I do have the belief that that lady do, did not get shot. I think they kind of,
1: yes, I agree with you.
2: Yeah. They kind of craft her out of thin air and used it as uh, a, yeah. as, you know, atrocity propaganda um, to yeah, kind of I stir totally up agree. The because right. when, yeah.
1: when the guy came running out, it was early, it was, the timeline was wrong. So yeah. like my friend who was there said they just got there as like before two o'clock or whatever. And he came running out and she just said like, but these doors just opened. How could yeah. that have happened?
2: Yeah. And, and where I, so I was on the East side. Um, The West side of the building was where she got shot supposedly. And the big side, like the main side of the capitals on the West, I was on the East and I was in there for about 45 minutes live streaming. And um, they took my video down that night, but, it's funny about a year and a half later, there's all these journalists that are good journalists that are looking into independent people. And a guy sent me my own footage. I thought it was gone forever. A guy sent me my own footage and it's because there's this organization called sedition hunters. And they are a far left organization that tries to get all these people and report them to the FBI. They mirrored my footage that day because they were trying to get me caught. He got it from their website you're you can wow. download so they actually he actually got my footage from that's great from the the enemy um you know so i have it's on it's on odyssey full edit, unedited footage is so on how odyssey did,
1: yeah i mean yeah. how did what were you up to that got you to have to go to jail well
2: i mean i you know i what i what happened is i pled guilty to uh, the charge picketing parading and demonstrating in a federal building i got charged with uh three charges uh, i think one was disorderly conduct the other was uh People might know in the chat better than me, but, um, uh, so I, I, pled guilty to it, took a plea deal and, um, and went three weekends in a, a like it was a County facility, but yeah. made for federal, federal inmates. So I think things happened that day. I do think that people did fight with cops. They did break no, I, I stuff. Don't. You don't really? think what
1: well, makes you think that
2: I've seen videos of it.
1: But seemed, how long did it take them To cut, bring those videos out Because in the beginning I think they were waiting yeah. For real footage no, And there a, a wasn't any?
2: No a day oh, really? A day or two Yeah I do but, really? uh, but the whole debate On my end is 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 whether those people Were attacked first By cops or they were i don't know what if, if I, they were
1: just agents of provocatory yeah, staging it because so, cops were like like opening barriers and giving yeah, people a hand all that happened
2: and, too all okay, that happened okay, too okay, okay. so yeah so i mean like that's why it's like we're dealing with like a big event with a lot of people there a lot of moving okay. parts but i do know not personally but through connections that there were non feds there there was a non zero amount of non feds right. there that did get into scraps with
1: cops so well, yeah there is I mean, I think it's almost impossible to actually try to provoke stuff and not actually provoke stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, like 100%. If you were looking
1: for normal people to go be pushed to their limits, that's another thing. Like, every video yeah. I ever see, I'm not talking about January 6th, but I'm talking about basically every video I've ever seen of, like, white cop on black suspect crime. Yeah. It's always super, super truncated, so you uh, can't see the beginning and the end. Whereas... Yeah. Right here where I live in Pasadena, there was an incident with a guy named Anthony McLean. Cops stopped the car. Uh, There was like a license plate issue. This guy, Anthony McLean, was a passenger. I think he had some minor like warrant out for him and maybe had something on him. So he starts running away and they shot him twice in the back. Yeah. You you probably don't know the name of Anthony McLean because they would never show that because everyone would be like, that's not right. So they take the ones that are clearly ambiguous, but all I'm saying is like, you never see the um, level, like when the mask wearing, the mask baiting, you never saw how hard these people were baited until finally they said, like, shut the fuck up and get out of my face. Yeah, you know, They clip the
2: video right at the Uh, spot. Yeah, absolutely. Just
1: imagine like how, so I, so I, I don't think it's impossible to, I think it's likely that if you set, out thousands and thousands of feds to provoke people. You do it in the chat. They have such a, an advantage when it comes to AI and computer, you know, understanding psychology and the digital space. Like, you can definitely, like, they have, a, I read this thing in Quartz, Matt, like, in whatever, digital magazine where the guy said, he was in on the creation of google with the nsa and one of the reasons they did it was they you can get so much more psychological information out of a search than you can out of facebook it's kind of like mm. an artist isn't his best own critic like he doesn't really know what he's thinking and then then they could create what they called birds of a feather around that person which could be not any they could think there's a thousand people in a room with them and it's not one single other person and they can actually make that person you know, crowds and power crowds really mess with how people think. So I don't doubt it could be real.
2: (laughs) Yes, you know, just to go back to COVID real fast, last time you were on, it was a while ago, but you mentioned something about... there's a reason they call it germ theory, not um, yes. germ. Do you do you think viruses? Do, do you believe in germ theory, terrain theory? Do you have a take on that, or yeah, or myasthet theory there?
1: is another one. So yeah. terrain theory is that it's all about the terrain, and that's definitely yeah. true, right? Like your health is is your greatest predictor of getting sick. Mm. Then there's something called miasma, which isn't actually necessarily a real thing. There aren't like green clouds of fog coming up off a swamp that's making everybody sick. But there is stuff that makes people sick. I mean, it could be radiation. It could be chemicals. It could be, I think, microbial. Mm. I think it's it's clear to me that a bacteria is infectious. So I've gotten strep throat. I've seen it. It's like 40,000 times the size of a virus as a bacterium. So I'm pretty convinced of that. The uh, strict viral theory, I have to say, I absolutely did not believe it. And I even proved it to myself that it was not true because the I actually talked to the great um, Crow. Yeah, was Crow 777. No, oh, not sorry. Crow Triple Seven. Oh, sorry. A different Crow. I, I wanna I wanna call him Andy Crow. How can I he died right at the beginning of 2020 and um, he he wrote the he was writing the infectious myth. And it's awful that I should not remember his name, and that's so sad because he would have been such a strong voice. But I David, always David Crow, David Crow. But it's oh, I see Andy. your I see
2: your episode right here. Yeah, I'm looking at your. It's on IMDb. Yeah, the I know. Isn't that Report strange? with David Crow. Yeah,
1: yes, and I always confuse him because he was um, similar to and talked a lot to Dr. Andrew Kaufman. So the Andy and the David. yeah. so he. Um, when i talked to him the one question i asked him I was like hey i get cold sores and i've i had pox. like that that's supposedly viral he's like yeah i did not study that i can't give you an answer on that so i said something like that on twitter i was like i use this valtrex which is you know an antiviral and someone said you shouldn't use that you should figure out what's going on in your body and i did and it was a lysine deficiency and now i just i take lysine and I'm, unless i run out i've never Gotten a cold sore again, except for one time when I had COVID. I've had COVID three times, whatever COVID is. Yeah. I'm sure it was that because it's fucked up. It's weird. It's not normal. Like you lose your smell and it's just nothing. It's as a, as a guy who's into acid told me, he's like, you could taste the chemist, right? I was yeah. like, yeah, I could taste the chemist. <laughs> so, uh. so for the, so so uh, I actually took lysine to help combat COVID, and that also worked. And lysine is something that gets depleted when you're under stress, and it um, it's you need to have a balance of lysine and arginine, which are two amino acids. And when you use up too much lysine, uh, the arginine can can just starts to come out of your body. From what I can understand, they say that that's what viruses are made of, like basically arginine. But I'm I mean I don't know exactly that's true or not, but so it's hard to get natural sources of lysine because a lot of times it's paired with arginine. So anyway, um, Mm. so I was still not convinced. Like my tests, I actually, you know, viruses failed to prove themselves. Then I started to think, I was reading a book called The Closed Circle, I think, about the Danny Casolaro story and the octopus and all that. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, Oh, Promise Software. It was. Ghislaine Maxwell's father and the Israeli government were like putting back doors and all the companies. um what the It's a really interesting story, and I can recommend some books about it. but the but in this book about Danny Kalara, who's a journalist kind of like Gary Webb, who got murdered for being about to uncover this um, collusion between. Uh, U.S. and Israeli intelligence, or at least between some elements of the U.S. government and Robert Maxwell, to put back doors into all these um, other government systems. But one of the things that was in there that was exposed in this book was how they were developing bioweapons and their antidotes for, for I mean, at least 50 years since now. Mm. And I was reading it and I was thinking, it's possible that viruses didn't exist and have been created, that it's all gain of function. And then if you talk to some people, I recently interviewed a molecular biologist. I spoke once to James Hill, uh, who is a doctor on Substack, who's got some very uh, hot sports opinions, as they say. But he was saying, even he was saying that viruses do You know, the the mRNA will get into you or the DNA or whatever will get into you and it will use your own body to multiply itself. And the first time I got COVID, it was literally the first time I interacted with a vaccinated person. It was January 2021. She was, I was like, oh shit, like I didn't even believe in COVID, but I'm afraid of you. And I was sick two days later. So something jumped out of her face, into my face and made me sick, I
2: think. So, so just to just to kind of clarify, so when someone says viruses aren't, aren't real, like someone like me, I, I mean naturally occurring. But you're saying that <clears throat> that they could have been created or, and I,
1: yeah, yeah, I because
2: I believe in bioweapons and and that we yes, can synthesize I, I and say, create things.
1: And a lot of those are bacteria, like anthrax. I believe is a bacterial. Yeah. Bioweapon. So I I just don't know. I mean, this COVID thing, in my opinion, there was no lab leak. It was bioweapon that was literally just sprayed on, you know, I actually think it was spread through the vaccine almost entirely, if not entirely. So if you look, I did a, I called the, I put a little definition in my glossary called the AstraZeneca effect. And it's that there were four variations of COVID pretty, pretty early on like Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, whatever. And every single solitary one of them emerged in the four places that AstraZeneca was doing trials. Yep. So they were only doing trials in four places. Japan was an unusual because they suspended it and then went back there, so I'm not counting Japan. But it was like Kenya, Brazil, the UK, and um, there was another place. So... Mm. But South Africa, maybe there was those four places. And I was like, okay. so the early in 2020, I did not know a single person with COVID to the point where I didn't even believe in it. That's how rare it was. And then it started to emerge in my town in November 2021, 2020, November, which is as soon as the vaccine started coming out. And and then when when they started vaccinating kids, of course, I tweeted, well, now you'll see kids getting covid and then you did. You did. I mean, yeah. so I don't even think it was sprayed or anything. I think it was possible. If I were to guess, if I were to put money mm-hmm. without having any liability attached to it, just a yeah. straight up guess in Vegas, yeah. I would say uh, that it's it spread exclusively by a contagious vaccine.
2: Mm, whoa. And, and a some, contagious yeah. vaccine
1: is something they developed in a lab, for sure.
2: Oh, man. That's, have, you, have you read the book or you heard of the book, The Invisible Rainbow? You know about that? I'm oh,
1: absolutely sure I have it.
2: Yeah. Um, what do you do? You give any? Because th- that basically posits that um, that whenever they expand the magnetic field, you know, there's been three or four, maybe five different, you know, times they've, you know, radio. There's internet, there's, you know, and every time that happens, it coincides with a, with a viral outbreak of some kind. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah, that's true. Right. The Spanish, or that is what that book says, like specifically the Spanish flu so that people were getting that in the middle of an ocean many weeks after they had contact with people. And actually my father was in the Navy. He told me he was on a ship in the Navy during World War II for 11 months straight. So I believe that you can be out there and totally unconnected to people, and then and if you were getting an illness that supposedly was microbial, there's absolutely no way that yeah. you know yes. could survive for that long. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I I think that's a reasonable uh, assessment. So I don't, I wouldn't know how to like prove that myself. But there's another like connected idea that somebody suggested to me. I think it was. Uh, Robert Frederick from The Hidden Life is best whom you might find interesting as podcast, but he said he didn't think that we could leave Earth because we're we're ma- magnetic mm. people or electromagnetic in our systems and you know and i I started to think of that like that was interesting like we are a function of our environment and actually are interacting with it and I, there are two other things that I think like kind of demonstrate that point one is theoretical and one is actual. So the theoretical one is, like, I I have a guy, True Hemp Science, he, he sells CBD products in Texas. And they're great. Like, I never understood CBD. I never believed it, whatever. It's, it's great. It's so great to the point where I feel... I sleep better. I'm happier Whoa. the next day. Yeah, I, I don't overdo it. I take like one little gummy and um, I don't drink at night when I do that. It's just great. And I thought, how is it possible? Like I'm walking around with a cannabis deficiency. Like how is that possible? And I thought, you know, it is actually possible because I've read that when they were trying to eradicate hemp, I there was just a funny account of a guy who like got off a train in the middle of nowhere, like out in Iowa or wherever. I don't know where it was. California, I don't know where it was. And he said, his job was to eradicate hemp and he got off the train and it was literally hemp as far as the eye could see. It's a weed. It's yeah. a weed. And it's it's one of like the four God's gifts to man that I think is like gold, oil, hemp, and eggs. Wow. Yeah. Just huh. like, wow, God gave us those things and like, think of what they can do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> and hemp is just one of those things. And so I feel like it must have been everywhere, everywhere, like in the air. Like you could just could not walk around without being exposed to airborne cannabinoids. And another, so like maybe we're, you know, we're not really healthy. And similarly, like probiotic, like uh, fermented food, I think that we must have evolved to, and I'm not even sure I believe in evolution, except for on the margin. It's not yeah. the origin of species. In yeah, my like opinion.
2: adapted, like adapted. It's, to, yeah,
1: yeah, mathematically impossible. Yes. Darwin, Darwinism is mathematically impossible. You get impossible, it, Monica? Yeah, my... yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but I do think that they're like after I think that like sauerkraut. Why? Why did Germans have huge giant t- tanks full of sauerkraut? And I realize it's the harvest. It all the cabbage all gets harvested at once, so they have to just. They have to preserve it. That's what beer is. That's what wine is. That's what sauerkraut is. So our bodies require that, and we've forgotten. And then another thing, which is absolutely proof positive, you can see by walking around, chimpanzees, from whom we, I do not believe we are descended, <laughs> but we're similar in, in like uh, anatomy, they have huge distended bellies. And we don't. We have super, super flat bellies, don't we? Yeah, especially me. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> super, super flat. Um, so chimps have these distended bellies, and I read, just not anything politically charged, that the reason is by using fire, we do a lot of the digestion.
2: Yeah, we we do the cooking outside of the belly, outside yeah. of the body. Yes, yes.
1: So look, our bodies really probably couldn't be as nourished. Without these external factors that are in our world. And I think it's that we are so electromagnetic that, you know, we are a giant spinning magnet. We live on a giant, it's like if we lived in an electric, you know, in one of those things, mm. in an electricity, you know, like, so we're, could the magnetosphere, which is my favorite sphere, is a magnet and it just keeps the atmosphere in. It's fantastic. We might be the only ones who have it, which would be the only, the reason we're the only ones who have life. Yeah. I am a big fan of like figuring it out. Yeah. Figuring it Amen. out. And I, I like the older I get, the more I can tune into. This stuff. Plus, I used to like drink a lot. I smoked cigarettes and mm-hmm. had like a job. I mean, I had a job, I'd always work 80 hours a week, but I mean occasionally 120 hours a week, like not go home at all for wow. days. Yeah. I was an investment banker. And you're not in tune with your body. Like there's no way you're like, you know, five oh. percent moving of the dial is gonna do anything. I mean, 60 milligrams of Prozac wouldn't save you then. So I just, yeah, there's like no way. But now that I'm older and I like get like the same amount of sleep every night and stuff, I can really tune into like what's making me feel better. So I thought I was getting like AFib my heart was racing and everything. And I was like, I would never say it out loud. I try not to say it out loud too much because I don't want to be wiped out with some, <laughs> like, stealth weapon if yeah, I say the wrong the, thing. Yeah, energy weapon, like, in
2: your face, yeah.
1: Teeny bit, of, like, that's another reason, like, I never it to get, like, too big. Like, I'm a little fucking worried about that. Mm. So I, so this, um, so I bought this book, like, The Afib Cure. And these two doctors are, like, AFib medicine's terrible for you. If you can avoid it, don't take it. And he has a list of like 10 things not to do and 10 things to do. And the not to do is like caffeine, um, alcohol, uh, sugar. And then the to do is like magnesium and like other electrolytes. And I'll tell you, I started doing that stuff, and it's just completely gone. And I c- kind of didn't even go that far. I don't really give up alcohol. I don't really give up caffeine. And I got a heart monitor. Like, I just went to the doctor, got a heart monitor. Mm. Then I was like, I think i have AFib. And at the same time, I put the heart monitor on. I I was just did the things the guy said, basically cut back on caffeine and took magnesium. And I could not. I was had this thing on for 10 days. I could not get my heart to skip a beat, to race, nothing. I couldn't. Wow. I completely solved the problem, and and I feel like that's true for a lot of stuff, but you just have to be willing to do it. Now, I have a son who has Down syndrome, and he is absolutely tortured by psoriasis. So, I mean, it's just been terrible, and eventually I had him have a celiac test, and he does have celiac, and half of it went away, but he still has more, and I know it's from something but he has down syndrome so he's not he's super articulate he's really really high functioning but not high functioning enough to solve medical problems yeah, on his own sure. and and I'm like you've got to stop eating like soy or dairy mm. he's like I can't do it mom I can't I can barely stop eating like cake and you're welcome wow. but I can't I can't do it and he can't do it he can't do it so um Dang. but after years of trying different things, the only thing that really helps from the outside is the, actually the stuff the CBD guy makes that has cayenne in it. Cayenne will help. You have psoriasis, cayenne will help on the outside, maybe even orally. But I feel like if I was the one who had it, I probably would be able to figure it out. Mm, and wow. and that's how so, like with your friend, if he if he says it works, I believe him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and um, he said so. There's a couple things from the chat for you. So the big machine, like this pod, they like goes up to your neck and it like pumps you with ozone and like electrodes. It's called a ho cat, an all cat h o c a t t, and they have places in L A that you could go to a HOCAT machine
1: for for my son for what
2: I mean I don't know I mean. He said it before you brought up your son. Oh, okay. um, But I think that kind of helps with all kinds of healing and detox and things like that. I'll send yeah, you a I link s- once we get on. there. Even started,
1: like, um, I, I, we finally bought a house out here. Had to kind of commit. And it's a Yikes. super old house. And it has all these built-in roller screens. It was before air conditioning. So every single window, you can the screen completely covers. And you clasp it down at the bottom. And it's all designed to have cross ventilation. So I started to not even use air conditioning anymore. Mm. And I think it's better for you. Like, so these little things, if you can change your, your lifestyle, little things, I think that the,
2: fermented food is the most important. Oh, that's country. huge. Got stuff. Yeah. Well, I definitely think, I mean, I'm a sucker for, for this, but I think, I mean, I love AC. I hate being hot, but AC know, totally makes you weak. It totally makes you <laughs> I, I, I absolutely <laughs> makes you that's just true. total beta. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Weather,
1: yeah. weather makes people tough. I uh, totally agree. I always tell my kids that I'm like, you kids are from the South. Like we lived in Atlanta and stuff. I'm like, I'm from New York. You have to like fucking, sometimes you have to get up and, six in the morning when it's icy cold and shovel the driveway yeah. you clean off the car yes. you know what i mean and all like whatever you just have to do it. like people like your neighbors like died of a heart attack doing that yep. you're fucking doing it yeah yeah <laughs> you know? and Kills you feel alive <laughs> you feel alive
2: after once you get out there you put on the gloves yes. and the hat you shovel and for then- a little bit
1: the Southerners, they have their tricks too, like the pre-AC. And I also figured out that's how that how like climate is so important to culture. So that's why I realized, like, why did anyone ever live in the north? And I thought factories, you can't put factories where it's hot. Yeah. So they the factories were in the north, and the plantations were in the south, and that's why people. I was like, why did anyone live in Buffalo? <laughs> you know mm. why? Why is why are cars in Detroit? Yeah. So wow. So then the Southerners have their own thing. So my family's. Furniture movers. So I would go with my dad and we'd go to different places. And in the South, people, the workers all move like molasses, molasses. But by two in the afternoon, when my brothers are like having to get a little, you know, a little deep a a a couple of paddles to the heart, these guys are still, they can work 12 hours straight because they're just going slow. And I realized too, like, I would get super high, couldn't function at all. Lemonade or iced tea, like a super, super cold thing with sugar in it. Sugar, yeah. Totally will change in a half an hour, totally changes your energy profile. Yeah. Wow. So, so, yeah. So, I, so, although I know that I feel like the Southerners aren't as hardy, they have their endurance Mm. methods. And Mm. that's another thing. But yeah, AC and heat just, you know, and this house has, is like a grandfathered in with fireplace, like you're not allowed to burn not allowed to build a house with a fireplace out here, but we have one. We have one. And that's one of the reasons we bought the house. We just wanted to have a little, you know, a little freedom. (music) I knew someone had to get the vaccine, Uh chose to not destroy their lives. So somebody taught me the protocol to prevent vaccine injury if you had to get vaccinated, which I'm happy to share.
2: Someone says in the chat, um... Please share that vaccine protocol. Is there a way that we can get yeah. access to so, that? so
1: it was like four things. I really was just in my memory. I should have really written it down. But uh, the the number one thing, and this was validated to me by a stewardess who had COVID, um, and like within thirty days of them putting a mandate at her airline and they said you have to do it you have to do it now so she went to get the vaccine and the nurses were super upset cuz they knew how bad it was to get the vaccine wow within 30 days and they sat there with her this is the number one thing ice so you want to freeze that thing in your arm as fast so what what we did wow for this person we iced to like it was almost hypothermic in before for hours before ran in Got the thing. We were waiting in the car with, you know, it makes going want to cry. But, uh, you know, we put ice and stuff and it was just a terrible time, really. But, um, wow. Hey. But I think that worked. And we did other things. So, which uh, it was the quercetin and zinc with NAC. So, two quercetin with zinc and one NAC. And knack was off the shelves. I bought like six bottles. I'm sorry I had to hoard it because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't going to people. It was just being taken off shelves. So <laughs> if you need a bottle of knack, I can give you one. Mm. Um, and then the other thing was structured water. And I don't know if this is, you know, I, I've somebody won a Nobel Prize for discovering like this phase of water. Which is, if you stir water 100 times, it'll, it'll structure itself. And the cell membrane, from what I understand, is there's distance between the cell membrane and the, and the cell nucleus or whatever, the interior of the cell. Like what keeps your cells like taut. And that little um, insulation between the membrane and the inside of the cell is structured water. Mm. And I don't know if drinking structured water helps you have that. I really don't know. I know you could just eat cantaloupe and cucumber. I really like to eat like living watery things for that reason. But like for a month before and after, like it was my job to stir water for a hundred times. And, uh, and then there was a fourth thing. I think it might have been uh, liposomal glutathione. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was liposomal glutathione was the Whoa. fourth thing.
2: You just keep this, all this up here, all this info.
1: Yes, I had to remember and people asked me and I, I was telling people, and also we were waiting for the Novavax, which was a conventional vaccine that was made, it was made with toxins, but it was the difference between the mRNA and the DNA vaccines and the conventional vaccines is that the mRNA and DNA ones teach your body how to make this thing. So the quantity that your body ends up hosting is unclear. Hmm. Whereas the conventional ones deposit a given amount into your body with an adjuvant that makes your body scared of it and freak out, but there's a finite amount that's been tested. So at least you know what you're dealing with. Wow. Well, I mean, I
2: didn't realize we were going to get a science lesson today. We just did an hour, flew by as always. I'm no
1: scientist. Yeah. So I'm going to
0: go on the record. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing is, I think that where we are in like democracy or whatever you want to call whatever it, call government yep. of the human being is so fictional hmm. that it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter what we say, where we say it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that they're the whole if the if this facade of you have a choice, you vote, you have the First Amendment, if it stopped working for them, if they couldn't like manipulate it, They would scrap it and we would have something else, which we didn't talk about the whole Israel-Palestine thing. It
2: was in my notes, but, you know. I know, but I think
1: I'll just give you my one little nugget of wisdom on this is that I do feel like that whole conflict and, and what's been happening here, like in podcasters and, you know, ringing a bell if you hear a Jewish name, like that kind of stuff is a big setup. Mm. it's a big setup and Mm. and the problem is that we're being set up for the clash of civilizations which is the 21st century dialectic it's they act like it's still communism versus capitalism that's over we have social democracy the synthesis is complete that was the 20th century dialectic 21st century dialectic is this clash of civilizations which has been on the in the works for 30 years at least and i believe that and, and I'm not taking this from any kind of ethnicity judgment like creed, I don't know, I don't care. I'm telling you what I think the plan is, is that I always felt like the 21st century dialectic would be secularism versus, versus religion. And that, so you're familiar with the thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Mm-hmm, sure. Okay, yeah, so die- the thesis is the yeah. secularism and antithesis is religion and then the synthesis will be a merger of church and state but the church will be a secular church. Yeah, yeah. So you see with Makes environmentalism, yeah. you see it with COVID and how do you do that? Well, you the merger has to be with a with a culture that has not rejected the idea of church and state being combined. So if if they are looking to to expand Islam into the Western world, it may be because uh, they want a template that they can secularize the religion, but still you have features that are like mask wearing or like pressuring neighbors to obey stuff like that. And I could be bringing prejudices. I'm not really sure. But when I heard Netanyahu say like, we are going to give you something to remember for decades. Yeah.
2: That was dark. That was, was like, weird. you're g- That was, that weird. was
1: kind of stupid. Right. Yeah. He's saying like, you made a big mistake. And I'm like, yeah, people don't make mistakes like that. 9-11 was, would have been the stupidest thing on earth for Osama bin Laden to do. Right. Right. So it's, you got to wonder. And then to give them their trail of tears, you know, that's you think that's in in Israel's benefit. It might mm. be to him personally. Netanyahu seems like a very self serving person who doesn't care about the long term implications of announcing that you're creating, you're giving them that moral moment that they that you personally expect will fuel decades of of you know even if it's just a, a sympathy thing where you know, Europe doesn't have its history of African-based slavery, but it can say that they were, you know, on the wrong side of this for a long time. They had crusades. And then you have, you know, a lot of things that can play in. So uh, when I see this complete polarization of you're a Marxist or you're a neocon, like what's happening right now, a lot of press on both sides. I'm like, we are getting ginned up for a conflict. And, you know, there are lots of different Agendas at play, probably, but I feel like if you wanted to go super, super, super meta yeah. on, you know, a hundred year thing, like Yo. what is the 21st century, century dialectic?
2: Yikes. Yeah, that's big thinking. I mean, yeah, I, I, there, you know, a lot of things, what I've been talking about lately is when something like when something just like rings true, I've been saying the phrase directionally true directionally. I mean, I'm not a big details or, you know, you do, you do the deep dive. I've been Go saying what, one of my <laughs> taglines is I'm not your deep dive guy because I like taking the piss out of stuff. I'm I your like,
1: drive by quick hit guy yeah, yeah, or
2: whatever. Yeah. But shoot but, from the
1: cub, whatever. Absolutely. And I'm right
2: directionally most of the time. And yeah, I don't yeah. care about the things I'm wrong about. Good so instincts. yeah. Yeah. So. So my, what is it? So what's your instinct? What's my instinct? Well, my about about the grand narrative. Well, you stuff.
1: were just about to say. Lately, I've been saying. Well, I mean,
2: um, that. Well, that's that is what what I've been saying. What lately I've been saying is that when something feels directionally true, right, I kind of just chase it. I chase it down got the, it, the rabbit it. hole. But as far as these grand narratives, I mean. I would I would never bet against that because <laughs> that's biblical. I mean that that is yeah. the the merger of I mean I believe what the Bible says and the merger of the church. Not that it's the real church and secularism and a new one world religion is. I believe that's yeah. going to happen. It's just whether it's going to happen this time.
1: And and for the record, as far as like me bringing any kind of personal baggage, like I grew up in the. Highest population Jewish county in the country. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends who are Jewish. My first boyfriend's middle name was, literally was Israel. That super <laughs> short guy was oh. Jewish. Um, and then early I life have, check on Monica Perez, guys. I, <laughs> but I also have my grandmother was an orphan from Syria. I'm sure mm. I have second yeah. generation. True. You know, I have second cousins in Syria. I mean, look at me. And um, they were Orthodox Christian, which, you know, they're not going to be spared. They may be dead already for all I know. Well, yeah. I just, you know, I'm not making any, I, I, I'm, I'm not, this is just an observation of what I think, you know, I just always look to, when I hear too much, I, when people have to pick a side, that's a new thing. That's a huge red flag to me. Like, I'm not a neocon or a marxist. Hmm. Yeah. No, I just That's I it. I believe in basic principles and I will take every single solitary issue one at a time and look at any action and say like is that moral is that not moral it's basically based on the 10 commandments just you know and for politics I like the bill of rights mm-hmm. and you can just use those as litmus tests for any single thing and not and not bring some tribalism to it. Yeah. But Nobody wants that anymore.
2: Yeah, it's not very in the mainstream conversation, but well, Monica, great having you on. I'll reach out in a couple months to get you back on. I want to not let so much time go by because I've kind of revamped the guest thing. So you're going to be one of our regulars if that's cool with you.
1: And it's totally fine. And if you give me the the, um, file, I'll put it in my feed.
2: Great. All right. Cool. Monica, have a great day. Talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.